It's fall 2020 with early voting upon us and election day just around the corner. Christians today find themselves in a unique spot, feeling the tension of how do we vote and who do we vote for? This is Consider It, where we're considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747 and we'll consider your questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today on Consider It. Uh, Today we're actually doing something a little different. Uh, If you're listening to this, um, I guess anytime, we're we're right, as as the intro said, it's it's fall 2020, we're in the middle, or I guess we're towards the end of of the election season, and early voting has already happened, Um, election day is around the corner, and if, if you've you have a phone you've been watching tv you've been on your laptop you know that there's been so much put out so much Mm -hmm. information from pastors um from the news on just how we should vote how we should think about this this election and so really today we just want to have a conversation about it and and hopefully not add to the noise but really um just give some some biblical wisdom biblical insight um, as best as we know and as best as we can uh, right. to help anyone who's listening. That's right. Hopefully what we can do today is kind of consolidate all the uh, all the, the information, all the noise, all the, uh, the articles and news pieces and ads that you've seen and uh, kind of bring them to some uh, concise thoughts on right. how do we vote. Um, if you're listening here and you're thinking that we're going to just tell you how to vote and who to vote for right now, um, that's not necessarily the heart of this podcast. Actually, right. the exact opposite right. of what we're going to talk about today. But, um, but really, just how do we think about you know voting in in general and but as particularly in this season because it is uh, just filled with such turmoil and tension and 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 I think Christians are rightly feeling the craziness of who to vote for, particularly in voting for president this year. Right. I think that's really what it boils down to, uh, not to minimize our, you know, representatives or our Senate or um, any of the state or local uh, elections that we're going through, but because it's kind of front and center, it's the highest yeah. uh, office in it's the in highest America. office. It's it's the it's the face of the franchise per se, right? Exactly. It's the face of our country, the the leader of our country, and yeah. and I think, like you're saying, rightfully so, we're experiencing the tension mm-hmm. of 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 the craziness, right? right? And and so really, I think the first thing we could just start with and, and really address is that for a long time uh, throughout American history as we and probably like short term American history yeah. in our it, generation, yeah, in our, our gener- lifetime. Right. Yeah. Is is that, you know, pretty unanimously like the the right or the conservative, the, the Republican Party has kind of been, you know, quote unquote, the Christian Party. Right. right? The the what your typical a standard Christian should vote for, right? And, right. and the left, or, or the liberal party, or you know the Democrats yeah. has has traditionally been like you know 
you know, anti-Christian, a Christian shouldn't vote that way. Right, right. especially amongst uh, uh, white voters and right. things. Um, that has been, uh, you know, kind of the, the assumption of the last several election cycles. You know, we're not that far removed from what was once known as the moral majority and and uh, and things like that. But but you don't have to go that far back in history into the earlier part of the 20th century, and that was even switched a little bit. You know, there's more uh, white voters, and and uh, you know, I don't necessarily take a whole lot of stock in polls and things like that. But uh, Christian voters voted Democratic and things, so there was a. Uh, um, so there's been some shifts, but at least recently, I think that's been mostly Yeah, and, and that's Republican. the general like thought, right? right? That's the general feeling. And and I think the first thing that is worth mentioning is that the Bible does not call us to to either yeah. party. Right. The the Bible does not call us to vote a certain way. Um, the Bible doesn't even really call us to vote necessarily. Right. Um, and, and I say that first and foremost to say that our identity – um, should not be with a party. Our mm. identity should not be yeah. even necess- primarily as an American. Our identity, if, if you're in Christ, is a citizen of God's kingdom. That's right. Yeah. Right. And so that that's in talking about this, this is first and foremost because that goes that that goes into how we vote but more importantly that goes about how we see ourselves and how we see other believers who may vote uh differently than us yeah right and that's uh, uh that's just well said yeah there and that uh that there if, if we are identifying ourselves more in line with our political party versus christ then we've got our priorities wrong right you know? what is most uh, um uh yeah, what is 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 most important about us? Now we may have certain biblical convictions that you know as we look at the two platforms of the parties out there and or any of the other kind of third parties, um, we may say, well, I think this aligns more with the biblical convictions I have right. for sure. But the starting place and even seeing that is one of the Bible and not politics. Um, and, and, and you're right, like the Bible wasn't written in a two-party democratic society, you know? It was it was actually written under m- mostly empires with right. some pretty harsh dictators, you know? Uh, it was written amongst uh, people that uh, were uh, 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 other rulers and nations that wanted to kill God's people. Yeah. And so more often than not, God's people have been exiles, you know? Um, and and political exiles with no advocates for biblical morality or biblical policies or biblical principles that any sort of political leader uh, uh, would advocate for. And I think, you know, Christians in America are probably increasingly feeling more politically homeless, political exiles, um, in that there isn't necessarily like a clear... uh, uh, a, a clear party that this is more identifiable with, you know, Christ and Christian morality and Christian principles or Christian policies, um, and 
and that that may be the new ground for many people which is which is a win for i think ultimately for christians in our day because it is getting us to feel the weight and the responsibility of what our vote means right you know t- especially here in texas i think for too long i was like oh, my vote doesn't even matter like this state is so red that it doesn't matter what i think or how i vote because the outcome is <laughs> yeah the is, is going to be one way and right. that hasn't always been the case in Texas but at least for the last several decades that has been and uh, um and 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 so i think like i said that that's a good thing for believers today is to feel the weight and the responsibility both the good and the bad of taking uh, advantage of this privilege that we have in america to vote mm. um but I say it is a responsibility because now we should be feeling what that decision means. You know, it's the type of things that leaders, um, decision makers in business, in the church, in organizations feel as they make decisions. But now, because we live in a you know democratic republic, people have the opportunity to vote, and and so we we should be feeling the weight of that, both the good and the bad. Right. Yeah. You know? um, we should be feeling like okay, if I vote one way, I'm I am saying that. I am okay with a platform that is, you know, okay with murdering babies. Yeah. Um, and on the other side, we're saying, well, I am okay with our leader being a, a very immoral, boastful, prideful, uh, braggadocious um, man. Right. And, and go ahead. Yeah. No. And that's, you know, to kind of get to the crux of, of, of the arguments that are kind of being put out there to vote one way or another, mm-hmm. that's really what you like. That's hitting the nail on the head, right? You have right. one party, um, the Liberal Party, that that is kind of the policies are are just you know inherently anti-biblical, right? Yeah. The the murdering of baby babies, anti you know male headship, yeah. um, just this idea that that uh, you know God didn't create people the the right. way he did very right. binary male and female right sure. um you have like a party running on this platform right yeah and then on the other side you know regardless of the policy mm-hmm. you you have this character and yeah. not as in like this man's character yeah. that is is not godly that is not honoring to to the lord yeah. um and that's not to say that the other the other party's leader like his character is is godly or, right. or, or christian right, right? some sort of like a uh, uh, moral figure right that, he, yeah yeah right? I, I wouldn't got their dirt I, right? yeah i wouldn't necessarily say he's like a moral role model or anything joe biden is but right. you know i think i in think the same way and let me just put it in there here too in the same way that even though we didn't say not every republican policy also is necessarily a biblical or god-honoring policy as well and so on both sides, there are uh, issues here that we should acknowledge as believers, whereas in one side, you know, maybe these things are the more glaring um, issues that should right. cause us to pause and weigh the, uh, weigh the responsibility and the effect that that has on our nation right. and where that will lead to. Um, and to not take that lightly or just sweep it under the rug. For sure. Like, we have to just bring that in the light, call it, and be like, this is a danger. <laughs> yeah. This is risky here. And at the same time, recognize the sovereignty of God and how he has worked in the midst of both of those things throughout human history. Yeah. You just look at the Bible, you know, go back to Exodus 1, and their Pharaoh made some horrible policies. You know, he he mandated and legalized the murdering of, of these young Hebrew babies. 
and God worked in the midst of it and rescued his people out of it. Yeah. Then you think of uh, like King Solomon, a wise man, but a very immoral man, taking hundreds right. of wives, walking away from the Lord, right. um, and uh, and God t- taking the kingdom away from him, splitting and dividing the kingdom right. to where his son Rehoboam, you know, goes off the rails and and leads ultimately generations later to the captivity of God's people. And yet, God, even in the midst of these immoral kings and leaders, He rescues His people out of that. Right. And so, we. Uh, um, we live under the sovereignty of God, and and uh, yet it's always been the case that that's why we long for the Messiah. Right, and and so really, like this this argument that's that's you know policy over character, or maybe character over policy, mm-hmm. um, that that some people might be be thinking. I think it's just maybe taking a slice of humble pie yeah. is is helpful for everyone, and right. to say. You know, it's not that simple. Yeah. You know, it's not to be oversimplified that we should maybe vote a policy over someone's character or right. vice versa. We should just this character, this person's character is so awful and off-putting that we should just you know sweep these other issues of policy under the rug. Which is why we're not saying you should vote either way. Yeah. You know, I think what we're what we're trying to get at is that ultimately God has worked throughout history regardless and even through you know the governments and the rulers and kings that were uh, in power right. right and so really what that means then is is you should vote with a christian conscience with a christian ethic yeah. um as best as you know how seeking counsel right. from people that you trust people like your elders um yeah. and hopefully i'm not pushing you know getting you more unnecessary meetings but i would love uh, to talk about it yeah exactly as would any of our other elders right and you know then trusting the lord and just saying like god you are in control like That's you right. are king overall jesus is 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 given the name that is above all names right right so what ephesians says and and so that at his name every knee would would bow and confess right. that he is lord and so right. you know that's going to happen on, on on the day right on on when he comes back right. and like you said we long for that day yeah but that means that influences how we live and how we think right. today right and so we vote with i think a christian ethic and right. and your conscience right. trusting trusting right. the lord and understanding his sovereignty see we can't as christians we can't just buy into the rhetoric of our day right now that uh, you know this is the most important vote of our of our time like there's never been i, I mean i'm not that old but I've, I've been voting now for almost 20 years, how many of our presidential elections like that. And it seems like every election cycle, that's what they've been saying. This is the most important election of our, dead, of our, of our lifetime. This is the most important. And, and, and so uh, don't, just don't, don't, don't buy that. Yeah. You know? um, it, one, it doesn't see things through the sovereignty of God. And two, it really doesn't. It, it, it just lacks even a global understanding of what's happened in the world, even our American history and different votes and things. And it makes it way more uh, complicated than, than it actually needs to be. And so don't buy that. And second, don't, don't take the fear bait that every like uh, thing takes it or everything is uh, all the, all the advertisements and all that. It's all based in fear. Sure. I mean, I'm, I, so nauseated by the TV ads for for every candidate because they're really all just 
playing upon people's fear. This guy, if you vote for this guy or this woman, you know what they're going to do, or this right. is what they did. Right. And it's all it's all just fear tactics to get us to vote some way because we don't want that to happen. Or this guy, if, if he's elected or reelected, this is where it's going to go. And it's like, time out, time out. Like, that's not how Christians live, you know? Yeah. We don't live in fear of these things. We we live in faith and and we trust the, the Lord. And so do we want to be cautious? Do we want to be informed? Absolutely. Mm. But that's not... Uh, that doesn't mean that we have to fear what might happen if this guy gets voted. What might happen to the Supreme Court if this guy gets voted or that girl gets voted or whatever. Right. Like we need to avoid that rhetoric. Trust the Lord. Vote our principles. Just be steady, ready, faithful, like everything, and and not not get so uptight because of what might happen right we don't know and that's yeah and that's what i think that's really the goal of what we're trying to do here and just easing some tension in Mm -hmm. in in fear in anxiety in in uh you know anger towards towards another person who votes against you who claims to be a christian um like our hope is not in this world right it's right. not in the structures of this world right. and so while we're saying all of this you know and how you, you started on this like yeah and we see this all throughout the bible right god's sovereignty and man's responsibility like we see that all over the place you know while we trust god's sovereignty and we acknowledge it and he is lord you know we still that's where we being privileged to be a part of this country where we can vote right. i think that's where you should vote your principles right and what you believe in right. and i think trying to be as biblical as possible and understanding that that neither neither party is is you're gonna find in you know in, in matthew right. or luke or john or anything right, right? right. like you're not gonna go into the word and, and just find right. what you're supposed to vote right you know ironically what you are gonna find is is on both sides of of the parties you're gonna find things in the word like like you're just talking about pharaoh um murder the murder of babies and like god uses that to perpetuate his redemption story yeah and so what that should do is really just uh encourage us to know that like god has always been working and will always work despite or in spite of what what rulers and powers are at at work in the world that's right right so i think the next question is then how do we then how do we like how does that affect how we love our brothers and sisters right who are going to vote different from us or even are going to vote similarly to us because i think you know the natural tendency here is to flock with with those of our of our you know you know birds of a feather flock together and then we kind of like you know gather into this like crazy you know mob and now everyone who's outside of it is wrong and and is is dumb or ignorant right yeah and maybe even not a christian like you know i think because of what we've just been talking about understanding that like our identity is in christ yeah um it's just so unloving and i think that is what is unbiblical to go and call someone uh an un like not a christian for voting a particular right. way right our party affiliation is not a litmus test for our faith yeah you know if we're drawing lines in the sand politically speaking and then making judgment calls based on the faith or the maturity of someone's faith based on how they voted or who they voted for or you know a party that they identify with 
we've uh, you know we've we've <laughs> we've totally missed the mark about right. what Christianity right. is. Then then our faith is in our party and not in in Christ. Right. And uh, we may have some strong convictions yeah. other, otherwise yeah. from another person. And, and that's what I wanted to say. Like I don't think any of this is saying to not have strong right. convictions at right. all and yeah. argue and and argue your point rightfully right. right you know right and talk about it and come to your conclusions like why why biblically you've been okay with this or right. why you can stomach one thing versus another or, um and and to really wrestle through that but at the end of the day our unity our solidarity within our churches is much more important and that's really where we have an opportunity as believers and as as churches, even as small groups, to shine a light in this dark, divided world and to demonstrate true, genuine unity in the midst of, of great division and disunity over these things. And I think it's a beautiful thing when our churches are full of of people that vote differently right um even those that maybe choose to abstain from voting because they can't in good conscience cast a vote for anyone right and uh thankfully we live in a country where it's you know it is our right to vote and yeah. it is a privilege but it isn't like a mark that you are not a christian to not vote yeah and and i i like how you said that like a, a mark of maturity is understanding and, and loving someone who is different and thinks yeah. differently from you yeah. right and we've talked about many times of just like being able to disagree with someone lovingly and gracefully doesn't mean you like approve or condone you know what i mean and i think more so even in the church we should understand that we can disagree but we're united in christ right right? especially on on these things you know and and what we should be really taking these opportunities to do is to is to spur one another on in loving good works to to sharpen one another as iron sharpens iron in in talking about these real issues that that on both sides are are not honoring to God and, and finding uh, in each other yeah. where we can we can be more like Christ right and how right. we think and how right. we act like these these uh these disagreement points can lead us to to sanctify one another right. through through conversation and through loving one another That's even right. while we disagree right like if you find yourself in your in your head thinking like I don't know how anybody could vote for a Democrat right. Or I don't know how anybody could vote for Trump. If you find yourself thinking that and you don't know the answer, then my challenge is to you, then go find another brother or sister in Christ who may vote that way and just ask them. If you don't know, then right. go ask them and right. have a conversation mm. in love. Be disarming. Don't that, not because you're trying to uh, make an argument or win them over, or because you're gonna, you know, punch them in the nose or something like that. But if you're thinking those things, I don't know how somebody, uh, how a Christian could vote for Joe Biden. Then go find a Christian who did it and go ask them. Right. You may not be convinced by their argument. It may you may vote the other way. You know. Um, but just go ask them and find out, and 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 see how they have reconciled that with their faith, and 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 still love them. Right. You know? I I wanna I wanna just like grab every one of us and just you know tell us you can have strong convictions and chill out. Right. You know, right. and because our our hope is in Christ. Right. And so I think we should have our strong convictions. And when someone asks, or you have an opportunity where it's appropriate to share what you believe clearly 
you should right yeah. but but ultimately as believers and especially with other believers to a watching world we want to uh, be unified under the banner of Christ, right. not the banner of a party, not the banner of a of a person, yeah. but the you know the person of Christ, right? Yeah. Um, and and it's only through the gospel that that we're unified in that, right? You know, I thought as we were preparing for this, like what kept on coming, we're in we're in the series of you know what is the gospel, yeah. but that that first sermon that you preached on in Romans 1 16 it says this for I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes you see so our power is the gospel right it's not pushing an, a certain agenda it's not pushing a certain party a certain leader like the power for salvation is the gospel that's got that's where the power is right yeah. uh, he he says for in for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Yeah. Right. So we live as people um, united under the gospel, yeah. and we live in faith. Right. You know, knowing that that Jesus is is uh, reigning and ruling uh, in sovereignty. Right. And we can trust him. Right. We don't know who's going to win the election. We don't know who will be in power in twenty twenty one or you know thirty twenty one. But we do know that Jesus will still be King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Right. That no one will uh, usurp his throne, that his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion will last forever. And that's always been the case and will um, and will forever be the case. Mm. And that's our hope as Christians. Yeah. And what an opportunity in this day to, to really talk about that and to, um, you know, in a real winsome way talk of of how Christ is our only hope and the peace that we long for the justice that we long for the you know the uh, the welfare of the nation and the poorest among us that we long for will ultimately come from and be fulfilled in Jesus Christ right and and our prayer for you guys as you're listening to this or anyone who is listening is really just that anxieties would be calmed that yeah. that our anxiousness our anger um are just you know reactionary emotions would yeah. would just subside to the truth of the gospel and the truth that right. christ is is supreme and and right. sovereign and that no matter what happens like you said um we're united in christ and he you know we long for that day right where, where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that yep. jesus is lord that's right amen amen and so you know, our, our call in this day as it is in every day is to be prayerful you know put out at a church a prayer guide that uh, uh, has daily things to pray for it was through david platt and his ministry radical it's been very helpful just to remind ourselves of uh, who is the who is the one in charge and so as we head to the polls let us also get on our knees and uh, and pray uh, knowing that it is the lord's vote that counts and uh, we can trust that whatever happens god is still in control um, the gospel is still the power of god uh, to salvation to everyone who believes and we have a mission uh, and that's the great commission and that continues on no matter who is in office well thanks for tuning in to consider it a ministry of redemption bible church here in Brownfield, texas where we are taking on questions regarding life theology and church if you'd like to submit a question text the word redemption and your question to 4747 if you'd like to learn more about our church, visit us at 